never seen a lame man walk Never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see I promise you a pain Never seen a cancer death Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free I promise you a change again for the sweet soulful sounds of the big c and bigger t podcast coming to you ladies and always from the nacho cart (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's one of my favorite lines he's like from the ladies man ladies if you were rich and we have boned please meet me by the nacho cart (laughs) Yes. And I can't remember. It's like, ladies, if you're rich and we haven't boned, please meet me by the Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Have you seen the Ladies Man movie? Yeah, I think I saw it a long time it's not, ago. It's not the finest, um, not the finest production ever. It's it's no Billy Madison, but it was no, it's no Billy good. Madison, but it, it you know it had some. It was not at the Roxbury. Yeah, it's better. It's probably better than not at the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you can only take so much of those guys. Well, you know, you did have Richard Grieco in it. Yeah. Look, I'm just here. Well, so hey, much. Clint, let me finish my introductions. Oh, my bad. How are you doing, no. Big C? I'm great. Thank yeah. you about a lot of movies now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just movies. Squirrel. Squirrel. We got yeah. up on the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a little great, distracted man. there. You know, I did have an unfortunate incident happen to me this week. Uh-oh, unfortunate incident. You, now, you know, I've been I've been collecting critters. Collecting critters, yep. Farmer I mean, Clint. You know, we talked about, and I actually had a conversation. Oh, had a form. E-I-E-I-O. Somebody actually suggested on my Facebook page that I get a zonkey. You should. I'm telling you. <laughs> but anyway, I just found it odd that somebody's like, just get you one of them. Like, yeah. Like I can just get on the internet and be like, get on Amazon. Like I know where there might be one for sale. I'm good. I don't need trust me. I, I seriously, I mean, maybe give me the information later. I have a problem, Travis. <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna have to like y'all. But next time we get together, y'all about to have an intervention. Like Clint, quit buying critters. <laughs> so, but but real talk, peacocks make me think of my grandfather. Like he always had one around, and so did he, he have a colorful tail? Have a colorful tail, and so. <laughs> I found a uh, so I found a peacock on Facebook. Lady selling the peacocks. Where else would you find a peacock? But on Facebook, where I'm like literally, I've got all I, kinds of. I do not want to go to the places where you go on Facebook. There's <laughs> two different worlds on Facebook, and yeah. me and you live in different worlds on Facebook. We I, do I, live I'm, in different. I'm a big believer in that. That 
that if I went through your worlds on Facebook, it would be like going to LA for me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like the boy from Wooster shows up in LA. <laughs> Holy cannoli. I need to get back to the Wooster store, get me some fried chicken. I don't know if I can eat no pizza. That's the funniest day. I mean, I've been your friend. I've been your friend for how long? Now? How long have we been best friends? For Thirty-five oh, years. Yeah, something like that. Without exaggeration, hundred <laughs> percent. Hand on, hand on a Bible. That is the funniest thing you've ever. Good. <laughs> <Okay, yeah. laughs> <laughs> because it's true, Clay. <laughs> it, it, it is true. That's why. Good like. Like we have, I mean, we have for uh, for everything we have in common, we have so much of it. Yeah, that's so right. But, that's um, right. So yeah, so I, 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 I and I'm on like a livestock pages, Travis. Oh, good. Not yeah. now. That's what my feed, my my feed is. It's just all live, and I, I'm always looking hmm. like, oh, I could use that. Yeah. Will Anna kill me if I buy this? And the answer's yeah. probably yes. One more. I'm I'm hmm. one. You're still kicking though. So you're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm one more farm animal from being Carol Baskin's ex-husband. That's right. Um, That's right. So he's, he's in a lost plane somewhere in South America. Like fed me to the peacock. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, I get, so we get the, I get the peacock Wednesday. Tom Clark goes with me to get the peacock. Cause your daddy. Oh, who, who else are you going to take with you? Yeah. Tom Clark. Tom, so me, so me and dad, we go, we drive to Little Rock. Literally, this is like a freaking farm, like out of the middle of nowhere. And not, no, it's not out of the middle of nowhere. That, that's, that's, that's incorrect. Literally down Chennault Parkway. So you're oh, driving wow. down Chennault, take a left, and like a half mile down the and street. A peacock. Like a peacock farm. Like several peacocks. Yeah, they had some peacocks. Just like, the peacock farm, Chanel. Chanel is just it's over there. Like you take a you take a like stop and get some barbecue at Corky's <laughs> and then get some peacocks. So, so all right. So we'd had the thing for like four or five days, and I'm like, okay, you know what's a great idea? Let's let it out and see if he'll yeah. just do its show. Yeah. Just just let the peacock do its show. Run around the yard because they, they pick right. up ticks and Stuff chiggers and stuff like that. Yeah, and for some reason, I, for some reason, I'm scared to grab it. I don't know why. Because it's so like, pretty, you're afraid you'll break it. That's it. That's it. Mama no, told you not to touch the pretty things in the house. <laughs> right. That's exactly it. So, so I don't want to touch. So, so we go to let. So I, I, we get the peacock to come outside. Mm -hmm. like it lands. <laughs> wait, wait. How did that go? Peacock. <laughs> I tried on, to bribe buddy. it with some treats, like, like, hey, come on, buddy, yeah. So I tried to drive, but right. you know, like, I gave it twenty bucks and it came out. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we finally we get it outside. It is literally in like the little pasture area we're in, in front mm -hmm. of the barn for like a half a second. He's like, deuces. <laughs> like, <laughs> he fly off. He flew off. He flew on the roof of the barn, and we're like, oh crap. So, yeah because you know i mean like you do that with a puppy puppy runs a little bit puppy finally tires out you get it yeah. puppy don't got wings peacock peacock got wings so, but I, he gets up on the roof but he's like then he doesn't know what to do and he's scared mm. 
and you you and I, I mean, you know, I'm petrified of heights. Yeah, yeah. So I have to like like I have to make my wife climb up. <laughs> Your wife's a tough woman, thankfully. Yeah, thank thank goodness. Yeah. So that's uh yeah. So that was my so we got it back in the coop and I I put a post, I put a funny post on Facebook and ladies like, no, you need to keep have them there for like two weeks or a month before you let them out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, thanks. I'm sorry. I didn't get I should have Googled, you know, how to handle a peacock better. I, I don't know. My bad. Yeah. But the peacock's safe in the coop. You can't tie the peacock to a chicken. That way they don't they won't take like, off. Like like buddy, like do a buddy yeah, system. A buddy system. It's not a terrible idea. <laughs> I've seen it worked on it worked on Survivor. There you go. I may put them in there with the ducks, but like these they, are your friends now. They caught some chickens on Survivor one time. And this this little uh, this this little Asian man he 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 knew how to take care of them and he would so that because they they couldn't build a good enough pen to put them in because they didn't have any tool you know a lot of tools so yeah he just tied two of the chickens together and that way they couldn't just take off and so they that way they stayed just around the camp. Not, so anyway, or just go get a second peacock. But you know, speaking of tied to a zonkey. <laughs> so, so you just gave a great segue you, you didn't even mean to do it and yeah. i'll be honest with you i'm still sitting here thinking like going to la for me in my head and just laughing <laughs> my eternal mom like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know i so i was on i, I was on my facebook mm-hmm. and um and i came across this thing on bjpen.com but you remember bob sap don't you Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp. He he was in uh he was in the longest yard MMA fighter. Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that goes. He broke it in my nose. And yeah, like, the big guy. Yeah, that's Bob Sapp. Mm-hmm. So him and Quentin Rampage Jackson, they put on a big shirt. One yeah. of them had the right hand out. One of them had the left hand out. Hmm. And then these other just two promoters, they put on a big shirt. And then they had a boxing match. So I feel you. So now you're wanting us to do that. Yeah, exactly. You're wanting us to do that. You're having problems with that one arm. <laughs> yeah. And so you're thinking, okay, let's, we just need with Clint. Like when I order from the big and tall store, I'm already asking for some of the biggest shirts they got. Okay. Right. So we're gonna have to go with a real big shirt. (laughs) No, this was huge. I mean, like it. it, I mean, it was. No. So use that, Travis. But seriously, they put on this shirt together. Yes. Okay. So Siamese twin boxing. (laughs) I'm not making this up. I would. You think I'm making this up? Are we running out of? Are we running out of things to prove that we're stupid as human beings? I mean, God, I mean, idiocracy is becoming a thing, Travis. I mean, it's always been a thing, but yeah, it has been. We are, we yeah. But it's, I mean, seriously. Um, that's I mean, that's 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 different. Yeah, but I mean, and and Bob Sapp and Rampage Jackson are successful MMA fighters. They both have a movie career. I can't see them needing money that badly that they're like, 
thought that was a good idea. All right, but here's the deal, Clint. Okay. Real talk, though. Yeah. Let's say it's 1990. <laughs> We're over at the McNabb's house. Did you ever go to their house and go uh, oh, bowl, yeah. bowling with them, with their church or whatever? But I've been over to their house, but I never went bowling or anything. Okay. I used to go over there, and I'd stay the night with them and go. Their church would go on trips bowling or skating or something like that or something. Anyway, but we would remember we would box out in their field. They yeah. had some taekwondo gloves. Right. Yeah, Brent was a decent boxer. Oh, he could throw a punch, man. He could, yeah, I mean, you know, but, but I, I you tell, are you telling me? That we wouldn't have, if we would have heard about that, we wouldn't have been trying to find a big shirt to. Oh, we would we would have done or it. To tie ourselves or found a Listen. found a piece of rope or something to tie ourselves up with. <laughs> Just because fourteen year old Clint would have done it, don't right. it doesn't mean it's a good idea now. <laughs> Listen, I would tell you something. I think about that younger Clint a quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like. God, you were stupid. Every time I hurt, yeah. Like you, you, you just, you're just, you're an idiot, kid. Just that's right. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Yeah, that that's crazy. That that's a that's a weird wild sport. But hey, you know, maybe they're making some money off of it. Who knows? Maybe they're like, maybe they're just trying to get on. Like, maybe they're gonna do the Ocho ESPN yeah. eight. That's they right. do the Ocho, and they just need content. That's right. That's right. What can we put on here? Yeah. What can we put on here? Lumberjack, chainsaw, juggling? Yeah. Yeah. No. Siamese twin boxing. That's right. That's right. Now, our uh, Holy Snikes moment. This is one This is one you got to. Um, I was shocked when I heard this, but this is something that's right up your alley. You you're yeah. a big fan of, of both of these entities and they have come together. Tell us about the big merger that happened. Well, Endeavor is the, I guess the parent company, they bought out the USC. They kind of kept their corporate structure involved. Um, you know, so Dana White's still president and like mm -hmm. everybody else. So that company that owns Endeavor, um, they basically they merged they bought out WWE and they've merged the two companies into one group. They're, they're going to come up with a new name for the company, but what what you're really seeing is Vince McMahon has mostly done all this to bully his way back into control of WWE. He had a big you know he had the and I, I told you like I can't do this funny because I don't like what's going on. Yeah. at all and I'm, I'm going to give you my opinion and you can choose to listen to me you can choose not to listen to me um vince has been out in touch for years mm -hmm. he just has been but a lot of a lot of things come out with him um having inappropriate relationships with with female staffers and mm -hmm. and stuff um and that he paid them to keep quiet about it yeah um made them sign ndas for millions upon millions of dollars yeah um so he's done all this you know it basically um uh, and so they he basically retired like okay i'm gonna make it just let it go away let it retire um 
Triple H, Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, Paul Levac, however, whatever you want to call him. He took over as um, as head of creative. Which is his son-in-law. Is his son-in-law. It immediately got 100 times better. Mm. Like, it really did. The, the show got better. It was just better. Ratings were going up. Um, attendance was up. You know, they just sold out SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles this weekend for WrestleMania two nights in a row. Yeah. I mean, they sold it out 80,000 people both nights. Yeah. I mean, just just ridiculous. Um, anyway, Vince basically says, look, he had it written in the thing where no one could, could approve media rights except for the majority shareholder. This McMahon is the majority shareholder. Mm. So he basically forced his way back in the company. Um, and now, yeah. folks, listen, I know when you think of wrestling – you think of fake, you think of storylines. Clint's talking real life stuff here. Okay. So he's not talking about this isn't some soap opera storyline on wrestling. So if you're not a big wrestling fan, which I'm not, I, I mean, I, I used to be, I don't pay much attention to it now. Um, so that's why I did. I mean, I knew a little bit, I knew Vince had gotten in trouble. I knew some of that kind of stuff, but, but we're not, but I just wanted to say that out loud. We're not talking some, storyline just for dramatic tv this is real life stuff he had really done those things been found guilty of those things really had lost control you know had to step kind of been forced to step down uh because people were upset about like as they should be for things he had done wrong well and and then um anyway you fast forward so he says he came back just to sell well Apparently, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies wanting to buy it. Miss McMahon staying on board was an issue for a lot of. Them. Yeah, the, the they were the rumors that they were going to sell to the Saudi a Saudi group. Um, so this group finally bought them out. Um, they agreed to they agreed to the deal over the weekend. Um, Vince basically has crowbarred his way back in, where he is in charge again. And he's now running creative of WWE again. And Monday Night Raw this week was pretty much unwatchable. Really? Like, it was just bad. It was a bad show. Hmm. It was just bad. And apparently Vince was, he said, no, I'm going to kind of be with creative, but I'm not really going to be in the weeds. And apparently they tore the script up before the show. Really? Like, it just immediately, you know, it just, it got, it just was not got bad. It wasn't good. And Vince has crowbarred his way in. And, and it's just, it's, it's not, the product's going to suffer, you know, and all that. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm one of them. I mean, you've known me for a long time. You know, uh, Mo Jiu Jitsu instructor in North Carolina knew I didn't come to class on Mondays because wrestling was on. Mm-hmm. That's me. And it's just the point where like, I, I can't support it anymore. Yeah. I just knowing what he's done and how it's been done, you know, there comes a time, you know, everything where you're like, okay, enough's enough. Yeah. Enough's enough. I'm like, no, this is enough. Enough's enough. Yeah. Just, you know, enough's enough. But that's my opinion. I'm going to boycott their product. Do you think they're going to have some bleed over like UFC WWE stuff? Oh, you know, I'm sure they will. I mean, here's the thing. The the cross promotions where it's going to be big. I think you'll see UFC events advertised on WWE and stuff like that. What if they'll like, ever have events at the same time, like a 
double, like a double, you know, like a big UFC match the same night as a, as a, you know, like a, you know, main event of a wrestling match and a main event of UFC match same night or something it, like it, that. Is, it, it wouldn't shock me if they, if they did, if they built to something like that. It's going to be a whole lot easier for the UFC guys to come over to WWE. Yeah. And look, you know, to come and look tough and all that, where, you know, the amount of you, the, you know, like, it's funny, like Eric Bischoff was talking about Ric Flair trying to fight him. Yeah. And he said, Ric Flair has been throwing working punches so long. He doesn't know if he could throw a real punch. <laughs> he's like he goes he goes like he tried to hit me and it was actually kind of comical because i don't he goes i don't think rick flair can throw a real punch yeah that's funny those working punches so long where you know that's crazy yeah well that's crazy i mean i mean that's too big you know well first first of all for for you to say that about wwe you know what's in bad shape because i know you know you know, you were, you know, you were into it when it wasn't, you know, not as many, my friends were into it at that time. Right. And then whenever, of course, you know, you've stayed with it the whole time. And so I've been kind of, I was always kind of in and out of it. And, uh, but, and then, <clears throat> so for you to be that uh, upset about it and then, but also just from, it's interesting from two big entities coming together like that. Yeah. It's just going to be interesting to watch and see what happens, um, you know, and um, because, I mean, take take away what, you know, McMahon did, you know, him and Dana White both are two big, you know, big ballers, you know, I mean, two guys that have, that have done some amazing things with the two different companies they lead. Oh, you know, well, so, yeah, and they so have putting the those guys. heads together. It yeah. could, you know, because if nothing else, they know how to get attention. Oh, they're you definitely know. they're showmen and promoters at the end yeah. of the day. And yeah. uh, well, you know, they they value the new company at twenty four billion dollars, billion with a B. Um, wish you to buy a little stock in one of those before. Uh, Phew. And like I, I the day before that happened. Gosh. Well, you know, there've been rumors that it was happening forever. Okay. And I had a my gut feeling was that it was gonna they was gonna be closed over WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And uh, that's a perfect time to do it. Yeah, even after what was funny, I guess the deal was closed Saturday night. Saturday's WrestleMania night one was spectacular, one of the best, yeah. one of the best cards I've ever seen. Sunday was a drizzling craps. It was just, yeah. it was terrible. It's like, it like apparently the deal got done Saturday night and the show immediately got worse. Really? Mm. So it's, it's, it's pretty dis. But uh, man, Travis, make me smile again. I, I got salty about it. Mean, I'm hurting, <laughs> Travis. I'm hurting. Are you hurting? Well, well, Clint, here I need to, I need to say I was wrong about something. Can I do that? You absolutely. Can I, while we're while we're you know talking about that, I. When we interviewed Brady Tiger, you know, a few weeks ago, it was right after Arkansas had just played in the Fort Worth area, Dallas, Fort Worth, wherever it was. Right. Against in that preseason tournament thing. 
and that was our first introduction to the pitch clock and the batter's clock. Right. And Brady was not happy with it. Brady wasn't happy with it. And to be honest with you, I wasn't either. We talked about it on here. And I mean, we didn't dog it. I don't think, I don't think you or I either necessarily dogged it, but we were like, yeah, hey, it's baseball. It's supposed to be a long time, you know, and all that. Right. I've watched a little bit of professional baseball mm-hmm. and I'm hearing some of the stats that are coming out about this. Right. I, I think I was wrong, Clint. I think I'm going to like it. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it may be a good thing. You know, with any innovation in sport, you've got your grumpy old man that say like, ah, they yeah. can still be playing three games in Little Rock and I miss the BCS. I mean, and I'm just, usually that guy. I'm usually yeah, that guy. That's I mean, me. Was, you were that just was, quoting me. Shot at you, Travis. You but. were quoting Wooster Boy right there. You were quoting me. I don't know if you've said they need to play three games in Little Rock, but you have said BCS. Well, I, I don't want them to take the Little Rock games away. I'm fine with one game, but yeah. No, I think one game's fine. Yeah. I really do. I think. I think but yeah, and I mean that's usually me. But, but here's the deal, and and here's why, Clint. Okay, here's why. Look, it's it's taking thirty minutes off of games on average. Yeah. In Major League Baseball right now, so far, we're just a week into the season, right? but it's taking an average of 30 minutes, right? Stolen bases are up. I love the stolen base game. You and I became baseball fans when people like Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman, Coleman, Rock Reigns. Running Redbirds, man. We're running running around those bases, right? I love that. I love aggressive base running, okay? And and with this – the base runner can be more aggressive because that pitcher can't just sit there forever and lo- try to lull them to sleep. Okay. And then what it's also done is all these batters have these nervous ticks that they do before they bat. They'll get up there. They'll watch a pitch. They'll step out of the box. They'll adjust each one of their batting gloves. I mean, it's, it's nothing's changed. Why do they got to regrip their batting glove? Right, Did yeah. you do a bad job of it last time? You didn't move your hands. You just watched the pitch go by. Right. You, you, they adjust their helmet. They knock stuff off. They take a couple swings. They adjust their crotch. They do all these different things. And then they get back in there. And they do that in between every pitch. And my favorite kind of baseball is when a batter gets up there. And I love it when a guy gets up there and fouls off nine pitches in a row. Okay. Because he's yeah. making that pitcher work. That's the that's the Yankees I fell in love with, Bernie Williams and Paul O'Neill and of those guys. They'd get up there and they would work hard through that bat to get the right pitch. But if they're doing that in between every pitch, and then you got a guy on base and your pitcher's, you know, sitting there working him and throwing at him five or six times in there, it just takes for stinking ever. And so now with this clock, they just got to get to business. Now there's been so far there's been 36 calls against batters, 19 against pitchers, and um, which is I mean isn't too bad when you think of 
I mean, major league, I mean, they, I mean in a week, a little over a week, every team's played just about every day, you know I mean? Right. They, they, they said it's averaging about one, one incident in the game. Yeah. That, that's why I heard that somewhere. I, I may be, be, I may have heard it nowhere and just yeah. thought I heard it. And, and of course, I mean, major league's going to get used to it easier because they should anyway, because they're major league baseball players. They should be able to, you know, they're older. Um, and so it, it is going to be harder for college probably to, to adjust a little bit, but, but it seems like even Arkansas has adjusted better, you know, now. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just had to say that I've changed my mind on it. I like it. Yeah. I like the pitch count. Well, anything, you know, you, you want the, the, the state of the game to be healthy and, and baseball became the third favorite sport in America. Yeah. It's never going to touch the NFL. No, nothing will ever touch football. No, you, you, the soccer heads can try to shove it down our throats all we want. Football's no. going to be king no. forever. Yeah. Then it's basketball and then baseball. Well, and, and it used to be baseball was the top, yeah. but, but things have changed. You can't, kids don't just go out and play baseball like they used to when, when well, our parents were, when our parents were growing up. It's not, it's not as big of a, you know, you don't go out and play with your buddies like you did, Yeah. but you, you go out and play football and you do go out and play, uh, play basketball, you know? Um, now speaking of baseball, the hog baseball team got a great win this weekend against Alabama. Yeah. Uh, pitching is rounding up, you know, it, it was, they got a great win when, the rotation got messed up on them because they lost that first game so bad. It caused them to, it caused Van Horn to have to get some guys in that he didn't want to get in early. Okay. So he, he ended up, his rotation got messed up and it changed Sunday. He was going to be a, a bullpen day, you know, but on Sunday, our boy Cody Adcock, we interviewed go back and listen to that interview um amazing came up great he got he got a dinger hit off of him but but he came in and great gave a few innings after already pitching earlier in the series and then clint dylan carter is stepped up big time yeah that kid has pitched some great innings out of the bullpen um and just done some and is really as a freshman has really stepped up. Now, they're only – and here's the good thing, okay? Um, from what I hear, Brady Tiger is throwing off the mound. So, they're thinking in a few weeks he's going to be back. Yeah. That's only going to make him better. Um, I've messaged Brady a little bit, and he's he said he is feeling better, and he's not giving me any details, but he says he is throwing and that he's feeling better and he's ready to get back out there. So – I mean, that's exciting. Act like, like if, he, if we knew something's exclusive, we'd break it here on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Like, I mean, no one's going to know about it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> the 12 yeah. people listening. But, uh, you know, and then, and the hitting wise, um, I forget the kid's name, the center fielder. Oh, uh, Josenberger. Josenberger. Yeah. He had a great week. Wagner, of course, still is just killing it. He's still doing Parker well. Rowland had was great Parker Rowland is doing great. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully we're going to, 
he's the next baseball player we'd like to get on here. Um, uh, and then uh, we'll see. You know, and I'm happy because you know, I because Brady got hurt. And I'm like, man, I hope there's not a big C bigger T curse. That's right. And I was really, so I was really now he did. So I want to see Cody stay healthy for about a week, and then I'll consider having Parker on. I'm not going to jinx this season because I'm selfish. That's I'm right. Do it. That's right. And then, uh, and then Callie's coming around. Yeah. You know, he that first that series down in Texas, he didn't look so good. You know, they they were expecting big things from him. He went down there and laid an egg, man. He didn't. He just didn't look good. But he has really turned around. But you know, he was one we talked about with Tiger, and Tiger, yeah, Tiger said, him. "So yeah." Tiger said he'll come around, and sure enough, he has. I think this team is gonna is gonna continue to come around. I really do. The big thing is gonna be hitting in clutch situations. One thing I love to see is. I do Wagner's a clutch hitter. Diggs is a clutch hitter. And John Johnsburg, what's his name? Josenberg. Josenberg seems to be kind of a clutch hitter too. So if we can how did how did Wagner not get drafted last year? I don't know. But I'm glad I don't I don't get it. That guy is a good baseball player. Yeah. I'm glad he's he's here though. Yeah, I know I'm thrilled to death, but I mean even Tiger was like, I don't, I don't see how he wasn't drafted. Yeah. Europe, like, is this going to be a double or a home run? I don't know. Yeah. Really yep. Well, and uh, now basketball season's over. No surprise, UConn ended up winning. Um, going into that game, I, I against San Diego State, I thought it's not going to be close. Of course, then San Diego State made a little run toward the end. I thought, uh oh, but then. UConn ended up uh, pulling it out and making it not close, proving me right. But um, the Hogs, things are changing. Uh, As they always do. Nick Smith, look, you know, and, and there's been a lot of talk. A lot of folks are like, he's not ready for the pros. He's not ready for the pros. He didn't do enough at Arkansas to show he's ready for the pros. Folks, calm down. He's gonna be all right. I know you just I know there's a lot of you gonna disagree with me. He's ready for the pros. Look, he may he may not be okay. He may go get drafted and not, not do anything. He's still gonna get drafted high. Don't doubt that. Do not doubt that. They these scouts have been watching him since he was in junior high. They would have taken him in the top five if he would have came out last year. Uh, he's – there are reasons. Look, yeah, he it didn't work out this year for whatever reason. He didn't become the stud player we were hoping he was going to be. But, folks, there were some flashes. Yeah. That game uh, – in the tournament, when Devo fouled out at the end, he didn't come in and score. You know, Council ended up leading us down score and hitting free throws at the end of the game. Nick Smith played some awesome defense at the end of that game. He stepped up for Devo and took Devo's place, guarding the other team's best player for the rest of that game. 
go back and watch that game. I forget what game that was. It was it the Kansas Kansas game? Go back and watch his defense those last couple of minutes after Devo fouls out. That was NBA level defense right there. Yeah, there was other times this year he played NBA level ball. It's just for whatever reason it just didn't gel. You know, with him out there, I, and he wasn't able to show off his. I I don't think he was able to show off the ability that he has. Well, I think a lot of that dude just being injured most of the season. Yeah, like he played a handful of games, but I mean, it, when you're a lottery pick, you, there's there's no way you should go back to college. No, um, and that's what I'm saying. Everybody's like hoping Anthony Black's coming back. Quit hoping. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I, Okay, now, when, when you're projected like Nick Smith or Anthony Black go pro, even Ricky Council, I've been seeing him towards the tail end of the first round. Yeah. Older kid. I don't know if Ricky could help himself if he came back next year. I really No, don't. he's going to be the same. He's going to be the same even if he came back, I think. Uh, no, like, but there are some kids that I think could help themselves. Like Jordan Walsh, perfect example. Yeah. I think Walsh could really help himself if he came back. I know you were five star, yeah. Before the and all that, it didn't work out as well as it should. You played a lot of minutes and you showed some flashes, but if you put it together, I think another year in the system, another year under Musk, you know, maybe he could get towards now, that. Now coming. here's the thing: Jordan Walsh could get drafted. Oh no, I think he he, he could, could he go. Out, he, he, he could go. He could go and show thing. the ability. But he yeah. could get drafted and then be buried on the bench for a couple of years. Right. I think you're exactly right. He's one that he could come back under Muss for another year, and we're talking about him as a first-rounder next year. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people don't believe me on that. But I think, no. he's, got, I think he's got a skill set that we didn't see all of it this year. Because well. I think he – He's one who understood he had a role he needed to fill. And I think to a fault, he filled that role and he held himself back. I think that's what I was seeing when I would talk about how he was reactionary instead of uh, aggressive on offense, that he would kind of sit back and let the offense do its thing and then just react. And that's why he got a lot of scrap buckets or like end of the end of the shot clock buckets and things like that. Um, I think uh, I think he could do some special things after another year, and and once he learns to be more aggressive in the offense. Well, I think he could come back next year, and this could be his team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like th this was supposed to be. No one ever took over this team. No. You know what I'm saying. Like the year before, you had Jalen Williams to degree, but you really had, but really the guy that was the guy was JD Note. Yeah. That was your score. That was your guy. That's, this is the guy you got to shut down. Yeah. This year, there never was a guy. No one ever was the guy. And I really never feel like no one took Jalen Williams' spot as the leader. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, no, I, I think that was, I think that was the problem with this team. Yeah. I think Devo tried. And I think Musk tried to get him to be the leader. I just don't think it, I don't think it took well. Because I think I think Devo is a great, a great teammate, but I don't know if he's the, you're, he's not the, you know, the guy that you say, all right, lead our troops, you know. 
Can I ask now, you a question, Trev? Can I ask you a question, Trev? Seriously. Okay. This is just I want just to who's the best player on the football team? For the Razorbacks? Yeah. Best. You would you would you would put KJ Jefferson under discussion, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. KJ is also the leader of that team. Yeah. When your best player is your leader, it makes a big difference. In the year before last, Jalen Williams was the leader. And he was the best player. Jalen Williams was also the best player. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's I think you could have that if Jordan Walsh comes back, he could be that kind of guy. Yeah. Be the best player. I, I think it'd be a win-win for literally everyone. Well, actually, the win-win is Trevin Brazil. Yeah, that was a, that's big. That to me, that's the best player. And if he can be a leader, because he's you know he's a year older than a lot of those guys. Yeah. So and and I think he was trying to show some leadership early in the year. Remember when we had him, we beat San Diego State, the team that made the finals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you know it would uh, having him. Now, there's some other transfers. Ricky Council is going to the NBA. We talked about that. Uh, Devo, I think, is smart. He's he's not giving up his college status, so he's not signing with an agent, but he is going to go through the process and kind of see where he's going to – where he would fall. And so, if he, you know, if it looks like he's going to get drafted, then he may go, okay, which I'm fine with that. I say, you know, do that, leave the options open, you know, and – make that decision when the time comes. You can't blame him at all. No. Um, and then um, we got a transfer today, point guard from um, Washington. Washington. I forget his name. But he's. I watched a little bit of film on him. He's athletic, um, shoots a good percentage, a good free throw shooter, has a good assist to turnover ratio. Um, so – you know, that's that's something we need, something we were missing a little bit. You, know, and you always like to look at who do we beat out for these guys. Apparently, it's like us in Alabama. In Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. So, you know, you beat out some good guys. For yeah. Well, did Khalil Ware commit, or is that just still just a rumor? That, I think it's just a rumor. I don't I don't know. What do you think about him? Um, We're on the same text chain where we heard some things about him. Well, no, and I, and I, and I, you take that back. If you take all that away, if the Mitchell twins come back, that's if they come back. You also have Jalen Graham there. Um, I think Bay, Fall, Bay Falls a five star, big, isn't he not? Yeah. I mean, do you need him? I mean, just real talk. Yeah. Do, 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 is he really needed? I must probably. Yeah, if know. you're right, I think you're right. If the Mitchell twins come back, you got Trevin Brazil. You know, and, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that's. I mean, you you see them in. I mean, you see all these guys in the portal in Arkansas linked to them, but there's only a couple spots left. It seems like. I mean, but you, but he like must probably knows. Like, okay, you don't know who's in the portal who. And some of the high school kids they have had come in last year. You know, you got to wonder if they're going to stick around, mm. which is um, – now, speaking of speaking of the portal, this is something that um, – you know, I, I, I've gotten the habit just because, number one, we do this podcast. I watch all of Sam Pittman's press conferences. Yeah. So, 
you know, I just remember, you know, when I was in college and I was a walk-on at Tech, you, you, you'd go in like to the coach's office and you see the depth chart on the, on the board. And then, you know, you would, you'd see your name on there. And mine would be towards the bottom of the list. But anyway, neither here nor there. But one of the things I did hear Sam Pittman say was, yeah, they're probably not going to set a depth chart on the offensive line this year. It probably wide receiver anything. They're not going to set a depth chart. You know why he said that? Because he don't want people to jump in the portal. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. He goes, I don't. He goes, I'm not going to set anything because I don't want them. Don't want these kids jumping in the portal. I'm like that's, that's it's wild. smart. It's a whole it's, different world, isn't it? Yeah, where you know. You, where in the past you'd want to get that cohesion and kind of get that first group going together. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, like down the offensive line, they're moving a lot of play pieces. Like yeah. there's some position, like there's some place like quarterback, you know, QB one set. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know who QB, UB two is. No. You know? um, so you probably won't know. And that's probably no. part of the reason you didn't know Cade Fordham was going to be trotting out there number two when. KJ got hurt till he was trying out there number two. Well, and we talked about it on here, but that was one of the things I think that I was critical of Sam Pittman about. Yeah. You know, last year he's saying Hornsby's our number two. Hornsby's our number two. Hornsby's our number two. And then all of a sudden, whenever it comes time to play your number two, you trot out Fortner and you say, well, he's been number two. Yeah. Well, no. No, no, he's not, Sam. You're putting every week, you're printing out a, sending out a piece of paper to everybody and putting it online saying that Hornsby's number two. Yeah. And so you've said right. that, you've said that this whole time. You, and then all of a what? sudden you're saying now Fortner's always been our number two. So either you were lying then or you're lying now. Yeah. But you're you lying know, to you somebody. You know what's funny was how big of a deal that was. I mean, it was a huge deal. Everybody had their panties all riled up about it. I was watching the Auburn game, Auburn, Auburn game. Yeah. And um, Chambly, the left tackle, he was yeah. listed at number two on the depth chart all year long. Yeah. About they pulled Luke Jones from the game. Yeah. And it was Devon Eman Devin Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Was playing. Yeah. No one said a word. Yeah, yeah. No one said a peep. Yeah. Not one. Not one tweet. Nothing. Yeah. But you do that with a quarterback. It's a big deal. But um, that's right. Sounds like he's really encouraged by the effort. The offensive line is going to be work. But when you're moving pieces like he is now, yeah. Um, you know it's going to happen. You know, like he said today, he had Kudis out there at tackle. He said, I think you guys have been doing this a long time. I think we're going to find out he's going to be a pretty good tackle. Yeah. But he's also feels good with him as the backup center, too, as the number two center. Um, I guess Lemmer's going to be the center. Um, yeah. There's some other things like KJ's going to have him get under center some. Like, I guess they're going to run Dan's offense, but they're going to run it fast. Yeah. This is kind of what they're doing. Well, yeah. they say they say Rocket's looking big. Trey Biddy said he thinks that he needs to lose a little weight. Said he's said he's like bulked up like two forty something. 
and said he thinks he's probably better off in the you know upper 220s but yeah you know who knows who knows what he'll be after summer workouts he may end up being down those 220 range so I'm, but, I'm sure they're going to come in in shape I, i'm looking I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm looking forward to it. i didn't mean to get off on a football tangent no and trey biddy's not saying he's out of shape 240 yeah he's saying he just looks big he's saying he's right. he said he just looks you know he looks like a man 240 like he's not saying at all he's Oh, like overweight or anything. He's saying, he says he looks great. Says he looks really good. So yeah, I didn't. I don't even think I meant to talk football. I just was the way he said that about yeah. when we got talking about the transfer portal, and I'm like, like yeah, I mean, like it's genius. Like, like you know, the days of like used to nut. Like, I'm gonna make y'all wait to tell you who's gonna be the starting quarterback. Like, there's no way he'd announce the starting. I mean, if you've got a quarterback battle and you want to sell in the spring, like, no, we ain't selling this to fall camp. Yeah. Well, yep. Y'all can battle out in two days. I'm going to let y'all know Friday the day before the first game. Well, all right, Clint. That's enough sports stuff. I don't know what you think. Is there anything else sports-wise we need to cover? No, I think we covered it all. I think we did, or at least all we were going to cover. Yeah. So my other question to you is this. Oh, no. What you watching? Next level shift. I can't Me get too. enough. Me too. I love Next Level Chef. Like yep. it, but I, I was in there and I'm watching Next Level Chef. One of the things is just when they're interviewing the guys, and you know they've got the background. It looks like a bad 1980s background. Yeah, yeah. I even told I told my wife like, don't that look like a bad 1980s background? Yeah, like, yeah, it does. I mean, it looks like something you would see like on a daytime talk show. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not, not for now. And then Gordon Ramsay's got another cooking show coming out, too. And really? I'm like, do you not have enough shows? I mean, when does Gordon see his wife? Yeah. I mean. Now, do you watch uh, Tournament of Champions? I, I did not. Guy Fieri. <laughs> you know, they, they bring in, like, the, the best chefs around or whatever, and they do, like, a bracket. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty good, too. A lot of the favorites got beat out this time. And uh, there's one girl that's an eight seed. She's beat out some big time people yeah. moving up. But anyway, uh, well, I've been watching American Idol. Yep. I mean, you're American Idol guy. I'm American Idol guy. And Clint, I was watching the tryouts and I found myself crying like a big old baby. A big old fat baby. There was one kid. Uh, his name. His name is uh, M. Tong. He's a Hawaiian kid. Okay. Great old, great old big kid. Okay. He's eighteen years old, so he's a kid. And he gets. Uh, he comes to the tryout. And they're, you know, asking him, say, hey, what got you into music? He said, well, my dad. And his dad had just died like two months before. Okay. And then he sang the song Monsters by James Blunt. Have you ever heard that song? No, I haven't, but I'll, I'll be okay. listening to it. Well, I'd never heard it before. It's, a, it's kind of a slow 
you know, it's a, it sounds like it'd be a, like a heavy metal song or something, but it's not, it's, but it's, it's actually, uh, it, it's the song paints the picture of like a man saying bye to his dad as his dad is dying. Mm. And, you know, I had to, I had to experience that myself years ago when my dad passed away after being in the ICU for, he was in the ICU for a couple months and, um, it kind of took me back to that time. Okay. So, I mean, this, you know, I'm watching American Idol cheesy, you know, cheesy show and they're, you know, they, but dude, that song just wrecked me and watching this kid sing it after he'd just losing his dad two months before that dude, just like, as they're doing it, Lionel Richie and what's his name? Luke, uh, Luke, Bryan. Luke Bryan, you know, Luke Bryan has, his brother's kid, his brother died and his wife died and he took in their son, you know, and, and him and his wife raised them, you know, so it really kind of affected him. So those two are like boohoo and Katy Perry's just kind of, she has no soul, I guess, but no, usually she's pretty good, but she, yeah. but those two were just dying, man. Anyway, if you get a chance and the kid can sing, dude, he can sing his, his voice is like butter, like but you know butter. what way to way to really bring this to a down. Sorry, road. sorry. But you know, hey, won't you tell everybody just so we get this out of the way? Your mom's Christmas you bought her one year. Oh, William Hung album. William Hung. She yeah. banged. She banged. Yeah. And another year, I bought her uh, the Backstreet Boys. She wanted. She literally said, "I really want the Backstreet Boys album." I don't even know where to go buy that at. I don't know. I don't know. Does that, does they sell like, that places? Will they take my man card as I walk out the yeah, door? Uh, yeah. At what point do I lose the man card? That's right. Yeah. I'm more impressed that you found William Hung. I mean, you could probably go to Walmart and get. I was sort of proud to go buy that one. Like I was so, like, I went into Hastings like. I need a William Hung album. <laughs> like watch snakes on a plane or something like like that yeah. like you're like you're going to watch the train wreck you're not you know yeah not, you know like this, this is, is gonna, gonna be bad yeah this is good it's like buying like what was it kevin federline cd yeah 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 <laughs> like this is this is a bad idea all around and i'm proud of it worse yeah. than expectations they had expectations that's right <laughs> well folks thank y'all so much and look uh one thing we we need to say we forgot to talk about um, last week, uh, our state was affected big time by the tornadoes, uh, especially in Little Rock, Jacksonville area, North Little Rock, Wynn, Arkansas. Um, you know, a lot of focus is on Little Rock because there's so many people there, but Wynn was hit hard. In yeah. fact, there was four deaths in Wynn from it. Um, but there's still a lot of cleanup. Uh, our buddy, uh, Trey Day from Power 92 is if you follow him on social media, he's out doing a lot of work. And, and um, a matter of fact, I was even going to go as far to say this. Like, if you want to know how you can help in Little Rock, go to any of Trey Day's socials. Yeah. Go to his, go to his Twitter. Go to his, I don't know if he's got an Instagram, Facebook, but he'll be sharing all kinds of information. 
on how you can help. Um, because man, it was, it was a scary thing. I was actually, um, it's kind of scary. I wasn't far from it. I had gone to Little Rock for my job. Mm. Uh, I, I was probably about to where Bass Pro is when I heard it was on Rodney Perils. I was in like three or four miles of it. Oh, wow. I heard the siren going off, got off the road. It literally took me two hours coming back um, to, to um, drive from about where 630 is to Rodney Perils. Oh, wow. All the like it, all the trees were like pulled up from the Breckenridge Village. Yeah. Um, you, you could really see like the building where the Looney Bin was is is was destroyed. Yeah, uh, there was a box truck flipped over. I mean, you know, I could go on and on. It was just, it was a surreal sight. And yeah. uh, but if you want to help, you know, Red Cross and there's all kinds of places. But really, if you want to help the people there in Little Rock, go to Trade Day Socials. Look them up. Yeah. No. Go to, and, that, and that's a, a, just a few places I was going to suggest. Go to Trade Days, socials. Um, if you want, go to um, Red Cross. They're always doing things, and they got their fingers in all kinds of different uh, ways to help there. So that, that money goes, whether it's healthcare stuff or whether it's food, and or they help people with hotels and whatever else they need. Uh, but also, if you want something that's smaller to, to help with, um, I know the city of Little Rock on their website has a list of some places you can give, and um, you know some places you can give online. There, I'm going to promote it because I'm connected with it. Is the Arkansas Southern Baptist Disaster Relief? Uh, they help in two ways in situations like this. One of them, they go and cook meals. In fact, they're the ones that do all the meals for the Red Cross. So they're kind of the cooking arm for the Red Cross. They partner with the Red Cross. So pretty much any of the meals the Red Cross gives out are cooked by them. And, and so, uh, and, and it's just people that volunteer their time and go out and do that. They also have chainsaw crews that go out and, and cut up trees and they, they bring big equipment in so they can handle the stuff that, you normally would have to play a tree service, you know, sometimes thousands of dollars to do the work to get the tree off your house safely. They can go in and do it and they'll do it for people for free. Okay. So, so that's a great one. I know first, I had a friend that's a pastor at first Baptist Jacksonville. They've opened their church since the get go for people to come and take showers, people to stay there. They're giving out food and clothing and, water and everything there at first baptist jacksonville so you can get on their website and i'm sure they'll have a way you can donate or help and there so um and i'm sure that there's lots of others there's lots of other folks that are uh like i said probably if you went to the little rock website i know i heard frank scott on the radio the other day and he was plugging that you know you can go and and they'll um they'll they'll do that so um you know just help in any way you can. If you can't get up there to do it, if you, if you can help financially, there's lots of needs, lots of needs. They were talking on the radio today. They're needing peanut butter. They're needing like canned tuna, canned goods. They're needing can openers. Uh, they're needing diapers. They're needing all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, when everything's gone, man, I mean, it's, it's everything. It's not, you know, a lot of those people lost, 
everything. And so it's tragic. So prayers are with them for sure. And for those of y'all that are out helping, man, you know, I was, I mentioned to Clint, we were talking, uh, Quincy Rhodes, he's a defensive lineman commit to the hogs. I think he plays at North Little Rock maybe, or Park View, somewhere like that. But he's, he was out helping and the dude has a, a cast on his arm up past his elbow and he was using two hands, swinging an ax, cutting a tree up. I saw the video posted on Facebook and people were commenting below it. Like, get that kid a chainsaw so he doesn't mess that arm up. <laughs> but if he's never used a chainsaw, we don't want to put that in his hands no. either. But, um, but so, and it was just real impressive. He was just out working. He was working his tail off, man. He was sweating and, and cutting up those trees and stacking them up with some of his other teammates. And so that um, was good to see them out there working hard. So it makes you proud to have him as a future hog for, for us hog fans. So, all right, Clint. Made it through another one. Made it through another one. This is 107. 107. I've lost after 100. I just quit counting. We're at 107, I think. I think that's where we're at. So, folks, like and share, like and share, like and share, like and share, subscribe. Let people know about this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, then just take a few seconds and just tweet out about it, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook. Say, hey, do us a favor and just say, hey, y'all. I don't, if you like podcasts, try this one out. Just do that one time for us. Yeah. Just do it one time. Just do it one time. Come on. And also, if you're listening, Vince McMahon, please don't sit. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) If you need Vince, if you need Clint's address, I got you, homie. (laughs) Just give me Pat McAfee money. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. No, just joking. Um, But no, seriously, folks, just, man, share it, share it, share it. That's, that's, that's what keeps us doing this. That's what it's going to keep us doing this. Yeah. If you don't share it, we're going to quit next week. I can't yeah. back that up. No, we're not going to back that up. But if you don't share it, we're going to come to your house and make a sandwich. Yeah. Eat all your ranch dressing. You won't. And if you have, like Cheez-Its or goldfish or something like that, like snack crackers, yeah. you won't have them anymore. Because no. we'll collect, pork rinds? We'll collect pork rinds, they'll be gone. Gone. Unless there's salt vinegar. I'm not, I can't do vinegar. No, I'm not eating that. You, you can have those. You can have those. Keep them. <laughs> that's You're those wrong. Those are your pork rinds. In fact, we're leaving your house as soon as we see those because that's you see. That's like, it's like, I mean, salt and vinegar pork rinds to us are like garlic to Dracula. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Unless you got some hot sauce in the fridge and we can cover them with that and then we're all right. Maybe. We might might make it then, maybe. Maybe. A little little tapatillos on top of them. Clint likes tapatillos. I do like tapatillos. It's the one with the guy with the hat. Yeah, yeah. We used to go to this Mexican restaurant. It was called El Mexicano. That's it. That's it. That's a clever name for a Mexican restaurant. And Clint would say he didn't know what the name of the hot sauce was. And he would just have to ask the waitress every time. He said, I want the hot sauce with the guy with the hat. (laughs) And she'd bring it out. She knew which one it was. Anyway, every time I see that, I think you say that. 
All right, folks, seriously, share this. Or we're going to come over and we're going to make that sandwich. Just pre-warning. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Sweat. Work. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come. When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't Ain't nothing gonna change These prayers breaking up hard ground So I can sow the seed In a and pain, Lord knows I gotta follow his lead, that's why I sweat when I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt, won't see no more, till I hurt, cry in your kingdom come.